ever had a dream, if you've ever had a goal and a desire to be somewhere, to do something, to create a business, but you didn't know how to do it, you're going to love today's episode. I am so honored to be able to speak with Vanessa Zami, who had no experience in business. She was working in corporate, but she wanted to start her own business. She had read a book, the book by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and she decided that's what she needed to do. She was tired of being in corporate, but she had no experience. She had no family members who had a business. And today we talk with her about what she did to get started. You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am so happy and so honored to have Vanessa Zami with us today. She is known as the business defibrillator. She's a keynote speaker, best-selling author, author, professor, and global business consultant, helping business owners revive, grow, and scale their business without burnout, sleep deprivation, or mediation. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Thank you for having me, Joe. Happy to be here. It is great to have you here. I'm so excited about this conversation and the value for our listeners. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to share. Yeah, feel free to ask away. I'm an open book. Well, here's the first question. Where do you hail from today? Uh, I am in Massachusetts at the moment uh, in a town that's south of Boston. Yeah, south, south, south of Boston, but not as far yeah. south as New York City. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we get into the meat of the conversation, Vanessa, you have done so much. That's and you look you look young. You, you must have started when you were a baby. Um, tell me what brought you to this point? How did you become a business defibrillator? Yes. Well, my corporate career was actually in a strategy consulting. So I was essentially helping big companies make their millions and billions, uh, four to 500 companies in the U.S. specifically. And as different industries, including like med tech, nuclear manufacturing, consumer packaged goods, a financial services company. And then the last uh, stint was at a retail apparel company and working with different cross-functional teams and dealing with corporate politics, the corporate politics that exist uh, in the office. And so that was my corporate career. And I fell into strategy and consulting because it really spoke to my zone of genius, which is in problem solving. And so I've always, that, always been that friend, maybe another listener is listening, uh, that friend who uh, is that person who people come to that have their problem solved, or they know the person's going to come to with a solution. And so that's me. So a problem solver. And so using that skill to help companies was what I was doing in my corporate life and career. Before that, I had, had um, done some work in nonprofit and health and arts. But ultimately, from my career in corporate America, I then read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad and by Robert Kiyosaki. I don't know if you read that book, Joe. Yes. Um, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> yeah, but that was a book that was pretty much inspiration for 
enter into entrepreneurship because it really taught me and showed me how accessible entrepreneurship truly was and truly is. And that, you know, America runs on business pretty much. Uh, so that was my introduction to that sort of world. And it wasn't until a couple of months later when I had to transfer my actual New York Visions Catalyst. You had to do what? A trance. I had a trance. I woke up in like this like trance-like state. So I was living in Oakland at the time, Oakland, California, uh, at the time that I started my business. And Sorry about that. I, it was a Sunday morning. And I remember I woke up on a Sunday morning. I grabbed my laptop. I was just like typing away. It was just like, wake up, laptop, type, type, type. Um, and then I remember I looked up from my laptop about three hours later. I looked up, I looked around. And then I looked back at my laptop and I literally saw that I created a business plan for my company, Your Visions Catalyst, which is the consulting company through which I don't consult big companies. I consult micro businesses and entrepreneurs on how to grow their purpose-driven business without burnout, sleep deprivation, or overwhelm. So let's talk about those three hours. So obviously, this must have been gelling inside of you since reading Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Man, Poor, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It must have been gelling inside a little bit, and then you just let it all out. Does, does that sound right? No. Uh, so, honestly, so what happened was... Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. So I, um, see, so I read the book. So I was reading the book while I was commuting to from work. Uh, and so I would commute on like the public, like this train that people would use to commute. Uh, and in the city life, in the city, uh, via the, the life train. So I was commuting on the train, so it gave me time to like read the book. And so I read the book, something else, et cetera. Uh, and then I said, okay, so I want to go to entrepreneurship. Oh, also, if you read that book, you know, they also talk a lot about, he talks a lot about real estate investing, right? So that was also another thing that I was introduced to. I was like, oh my God, regular people own laundry mats? Uh, so that was my introduction to that world as well, too. And so I was like, okay, real estate investing. I remember I looked online. I Googled like, okay, real estate investing um like workshops and stuff that was happening in my area there was one that was coming up in like four months or so so I signed up for that one I said okay that's real estate investing um and I had some other goals I wanted to finish before I even you know started on that path so I said okay priorities we're gonna do that then we're gonna do uh you know this real estate investing so originally I was just gonna go forth with real estate investing but that was the the thing uh and then it wasn't it literally was until a couple months later I was like oh I guess the delivery was just like, here's a business. Vanessa, and I said, okay, whoever gave you that business, sure. Uh, so that was what happened. Uh, yeah, so I literally just woke up. It was just, words just came out. Things would happen. I mean, less than, and then less than a month later, after I typed that whole thing up, the business was registered, had the logo, had the website, all the things. Um, and yeah, then I, that's, that was my, the start of me starting my business on the side of my corporate job. Okay, so you started part-time while yes. you were working at your corporate job. And how did that go in the beginning? So in the beginning, it was a, and so, and actually, maybe I'm not sure if this is going to be, may or may not be relevant, but ultimately part of the, I know a lot of people, sometimes they'll, they'll read, they've read the book, right? But it doesn't really quite hit them, right? The lessons, because hmm. they're not ready for it, right? And that happens in any areas of life. You might meet someone, but you're not ready for them. You might read something, you might listen to something, but you're not ready for it, right? And so at the time that I had read that book, I had gone through various different experiences in corporate America. And I was just at the point where I was just like, okay, so I know nonprofits not the route for me. Well, at least it does it, it's very inefficient. 
Um, and it seems to me corporate politics may not be the route, but I'm not quite sure what else you want from me, universe. Like it doesn't seem like anything else. And so then I remember a VP at the company recommended I read that book. I read that book and I didn't actually say those words to him, uh, but we had had the same background of being from humble beginnings and, you know, making it through the journey that we made it through in corporate America. And so that was a book that inspired him. So he shared that book onto me as well. And so when I read that book, I was already at a space where I was like looking for something different. I was already sort of looking for, I was like, I don't know what else, but I mean, I've done this other corporate stuff. And so when looking through and reading through the, that, um, what's he called that thing? But the four quadrants that Robert showcases in his book was like, oh, there are people who do the E and the B and the S and the I, the business owner, the investor, the uh, self-employed, the employee. And so when looking at that quadrant, I was like, oh, okay, I need to be in the B and the I. And then it was like, okay, cool. That's about that, right? And then the last chapter of the book talks about real estate investing. It's like, okay, well, I guess that's the path, question mark. Um, so that was sort of that process, right? So I was already in the process of knowing or thinking, though not knowing, but mm -hmm. thinking that the corporate sort of space wasn't going to be my end state, right? Even though I had this goal of I'm going to be, I was, gonna be, I was like, I'm going to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and that's my goal, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, and, <laughs> and at some point, pretty much, you know, sometimes you have a plan, and sometimes the plans are, sometimes plans change. And so I got this new information, and I reassessed the plan and the vision. Uh, but ultimately, the beginning journey of starting a business a day job, it was from the time perspective, it was like time management, productivity perspective of it, was actually very simple for me, because I had been always, always in life, I've always been doing stuff many stuff at the same time. Uh, that's just what I do. And okay. you mentioned it earlier where you were like, seems like you've done a lot. It's like, yeah, because I do a bunch of stuff at the same time. Uh, but I do them effectively and efficiently. That's why I'm still, people give me lots of recommendations on LinkedIn. Um, and they love it so much. So with that being said, the process of starting the business from the process of like the time management and productivity perspective, that was the easy part. The hard part was the whole like knowledge. It was like, because I didn't have, like my family wasn't, I didn't have family of business owners. Mm. You know, my mother and my aunts were nurses. So I was just kind of like, okay, I want to do a business. All right, Google, like google.com. How does one start a business? Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened there. So that was the journey of that. And it also because at the time I was in California, you know, tech, tech, com tech company, technology, right? And my business, your business, Calib, was a consulting company. So it's not technology company, right? So that was a whole other thing where I was like, okay, well, all right. Um, I guess we got to Google like how to start this, this a business in general. Um, and so that was that whole process there. So I went on Google. Google was a great source um, to help me fill in some knowledge. And then, you know, once I hopped on Google with the, you know, and really I found sba.gov was the first resource because it's a, the Small Business Administration within the United States yeah. is a, you know, one of the many tools and resources where they have like a hub of just different online stuff, like a checklist. It was like, okay, here are the process of starting a business. Register, get a website, um, get this number. Right, like, right. Definitely. The SBA is a great resource. And on their website, they have, they have a lot of little trainings. They're like mini trainings, but they, they're very specific on, on certain... Um, certain topics. That's great. Yeah. So, so you really started at the beginning because you didn't have family to, to lean on for knowledge at that time. No, didn't Wow. And so you settled on being a coach as opposed to the real estate business. 
I actually ended up doing both of them in tandem. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Following a theme here. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, so ultimately because I still had at the time that I woke up in that trance with my actual consulting company, the real estate investing workshop, I had still signed up for that. So that was still, but that hadn't happened yet, but it was going to happen. And like, I think it ended up being like a, like the month after I'd had, I woke up in that trance. That's when the real estate investing workshop was actually set to happen. Um, and so this was, I still like kept both of them, so to speak, both of those things in, in play, if that made sense. And also doing the day job too. And for the real estate investing, so I went to that workshop at the time, by the time I get to that workshop, I've already had my business, like now it's officially registered and now it's all the stuff. Now I have to get clients. Right. Um, and so that was where the consulting company was at the time. And then the real estate investing workshop was, you know, okay, I write a book, this workshop, let's learn. Uh, so I then decided, so I did both of them at the same time. I also still did my day job. And one of the main things that was also really critical for me, because someone's probably asking, how did you find the time then? Um, and one of the things that was critical for me was that for me, it was, I remember the, the first, I remember even before I even read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it was well, before I started my business, it was while I was being Rich Dad, Poor Dad and learning about the quadrants and learning about where I actually belonged uh, in life and space and time. And I remember saying to myself, okay, I could continue getting in before the boss, staying after the boss and continue to not be appreciated and undervalued. I could continue that. Or I could, could you know, come in when I'm supposed to come in and then leave 4.30 PM, shuttle, like everyone else. And so that's what I decided. So every day, 4.30 PM, I left, I hop on the shuttle, the 4.30 PM shuttle, <laughs> not a minute, not a minute later, cause it was all on time. 4.30 PM shuttle, left my laptop at work and went home. And so that was one of the first things that even before I started my business, it was sort of my way of giving myself space and time and not sort of feeling like I was giving energy to something that just wasn't even appreciating me. And that was like that first step there. So, and that pattern, that habit that I formed, it ended up helping me and mm, getting sure. more of that time and energy when eventually I then had these two things in play that I, need, that I wanted to do. And so I ended up taking... And throughout the next couple of months, what ended up happening was I would take PTO, uh, so vacation days, and I would go to different conferences and network with people around California, different events. Uh, I went to conferences in other states as well, too, just meeting people in the real estate investing space, and also like business conferences, meeting other business owners as well, too, and potential people for me to help as well. And yeah, so that's pretty much what, what, what the, the first year looked like. So uh, I a think lot that, of networking. That, that was a very courageous step to go into work at on time when you used to go in early and leave at a, a set time at 4 30. was that i've got two questions there because it was very courageous and, and it, were, did you feel like you were stepping out of your comfort zone and was there a little a little fear about what the reaction might be from your boss well absolutely yes <laughs> there was uh, it was definitely like stepping out of comfort zone uh because also i'd always been you know, it, I would always been sort of taught, quote unquote, or when I entered the career space, it was always like, oh, you got to, you know, give twice as much and, you know, mm. you know, work twice as hard, stay after the boss and all that sort of jazz. And so it definitely was like a different mentality and a different approach to working um, that it was one of those things where, especially as a ambitious, high achieving person, uh, if you could already tell, you know, it was, it was very much like a, oh, like part of me felt like when I left at 4.30, I wasn't working as hard even though 
if you look at hours, like if you look at, or at least I thought that the procession would be hours of working as hard, even though if you look at the amount of hours, like there were people who came into work after I did and still left at 4.30, <laughs> like, right? And so it what happened at work? I mean, did you get, did you get any, any bad looks? Did you get, feel any bad vibes from anybody when you started doing this? Were you less appreciated? You know, here's the thing. I couldn't have been less appreciated than I already was. <laughs> like, like that, that's the point that I had reached where it was just like, you know, the, I can't be any less appreciated. <laughs> so, right now, so it's like, so it became one of those things where at the end of the day, when I decided to do it, it was much like, a, you know, at this point, what, what else, you know, like I, can, I can't already be less appreciated than I already felt like I was, at least by my direct boss, right? There are other people in the company who loved me, my direct boss, who ultimately, based on how the hard control structure and the review process and all that stuff, you know, he just wasn't really a leader of people and like helping to move them up. So I still was owning my own career either way and having to sort of inform the narrative that was happening around me. And so, yes, were there people who probably, you know, she used to stay in later and now she's leaving at 4.30. She must not be as interested anymore. Like people probably saying that, absolutely. But yet, so once I started doing that pattern, it was two months later, I then actually started the business. A month after that, then actually did the real estate investing. And then it was four months after that, I was actually promoted at my company and job. And I ended up getting a 14% salary increase. And then it was, oh, then also that year, people didn't really get bonuses or work. Usually the company gave bonuses every year, but that year they ended up not getting, giving like bonuses to everyone. They did like a special award thing. I got one of the awards. And so the fact of the matter is, is that I was still delivering work, being efficient and effective just because I was just great at what I did. Like I was just great at strategy. So it could take some, you know, one person takes eight hours to do it. It took me like, four or five hours because I was just that awesome at doing it. And so it was one of those things where, yes, I left earlier, but my work was still impeccable. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's, so that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, wow. It's like a whirlwind. I'm almost tired listening to you with all that activity going on. What? So what are you doing now? What am I doing now? So the business, so your business catalyst is a, literally the same, same business I started a couple of years ago. Our mission specifically is to equip and empower ambitious entrepreneurs and micro business owners to keep moving forward on their vision. So when that faithful day comes, they can say they live their life without any shouldn't put it over them. And that was actually the mission that I came up with the business about three months after we even started. Um, and the mission still to this day, I've switched out the word startup, entrepreneur, as well as, you know, that whole audience thing is a whole other conversation. But essentially helping consult businesses on how to revive their business, grow their business, and scale their business without the burnout, without the overwhelm, and without the exhaustion, uh, sleep deprivation. And so that is what we continue to do. And my focus has been on one-on-one strategy consulting. And the reason why I do that is because throughout my journey, so you know, I went through the whole, okay, I'm Googling stuff, and I was like, all right, we watched some videos, then I was like, okay. Who was actually an expert? Like, let me connect with some, like, let me get some coaches or some mentors, you know? And the reason I call myself a consultant, a coach, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But ultimately, um, starting with my journey of learning and processing, right? So then I decided to, okay, let me invest in some business growth programs as well, too, right? Because I'm looking to grow my business as well, too. And so 
And something that for people who are going from corporate to actual entrepreneurship, the first thing you learn is that it's a whole different world, right? Yeah, so you right. may have been able to, you know, help big companies make their millions and billions, but it's a little bit different when you're doing your own business. So like, it's just a whole nother world, the whole nother set of rules. It's just a whole nother world. And so I then decided, okay, let me learn more of the rules of this world, this entrepreneurship world, this marathon. And so then I invested in these different um, coaches and programs and that was a journey I went through. But it was one of those things where their programs, <laughs> what I would say in summary is that they're not programs that I would recommend to others. And pretty much what happened was that there are a lot of great salespeople and they're really great at understanding my pain points and the vision that I had and messaging that to me. And the thing is that, you know, I would go to the programs and it was not only just me, but it was also other people like who would join in around the same time that I joined into these programs that also felt like they were bamboozled, so to speak. Now, with that being said, in the fairness of the programs, they were, I for some, somehow, some reason, every program I went into, it was always with someone who was in a point of transition. Like either they were like a seven figure business going to eight. So they were going through a whole sort of new level of systems and processes. Mm. And so because of that, they were kind of in this chaos state. They were still taking on new people. And so then it was kind of like this whole thing. And it happened, it literally happened with two programs. Then another one, I decided to, you know, I took like a one-on-one with someone who had had some great success, you know, with her, you know, prior program. When I reflect on it, she was also going through a, a change. And I was essentially like a guinea pig experiment for this sort of new level that she was going to or trying to go to with her business. And so I, again, I got like sort of this like the guinea pig situation. Now with each of those, what I was able to learn though, was it helped me to really understand more about how to differentiate my business and how my business services and the consulting that I provide for my clients differ. Because ultimately, you know, you have those, you have two, three, sort of three stages of business, right? You have the people who are in the idea phase and they're just like, I don't know what I want to do. Or I think I know what I want to do. I'm just starting it out, you know, right. like sure, this sure. idea phase. Then you have the people who are like still sort of stage three where they're already sort of at their six, seven, eight or seven, eight, nine figure businesses, right? Maybe high six figures. And, you know, you put them in a group together and they are able to sort of, they've mastered the ability to expertly filter out the noise, Right. But then you have the people in between who they've already niched down. They already have their website. They're already marketing and putting their words out there. They don't need another group program to tell them to niche down. What they need is someone to look at their business and say, okay, you have a niche. You're not reaching that because of X, Y, Z, right? You're not reaching your right people because of A, B, C. You probably have seen this yourself, Joe, as a business transformation person, right? Um, you know, so it's like there's a different, that in-between stage ends up getting lost in all these other online programs, et cetera. And so that is why my business, like we are, and we continue to provide one-on-one business strategy consulting is because we're focusing on that person who needs that personalized, customized, tailored support, right? They need okay. someone to deep dive into their business, right? And not just say, oh, you're a bakery? Well, here's what the other 10 bakeries are doing. You should do that too. But someone who says, oh, you are, you, you person, right? You are a either in-person bakery or online bakery. You're located in this town. You have this amount of time, money, and energy resources available to you. These are your goals that you have available. Oh, you wait, you're also a parent and a church volunteer. Okay, you got a little bit different time thing going on as well too, right? You've already tried this in the past. You've already tried maybe TikTok or vendor shows or 
you know, going out to fairs. Okay, cool. Based on what you tried in the past, let's figure out the best next step forward for you on what actually makes sense and getting towards your vision and closing that gap, right? And so that is what helps them the best and being having someone to actually look through and take a deep dive into their problem versus a five-minute Q&A set session where they might have a chance to ask a question and then they get some generic answer and they still have another question, right? Sure. And so that was what I was able to learn from those experiences. So even though it was, it was a very expensive six-figure investment into these different programs, but it really taught me and helped me to really, because someone was asking me the other day, they said, you were so clear about your business. How did you get there? Because this was someone in their early stage of business where they were still trying to like figure out how to get clear. And I said, it was all that. <laughs> That's what helped me to get more clear on my business and who I serve and who I help. But when you ask like, what am I doing now in my business? That is what we're doing, right? We're really okay. focusing and on, it, yeah. And it, it sounds like it, it, it took a little while to come around. People are, are looking at you, people who are starting today are looking at you and say, oh man, I don't have all that that, that Vanessa has. Mm -hmm. I don't have that clear vision. What they don't understand is that Vanessa has been evolving for years to get to the point where she is now. Exactly. And, and they've got to follow their own path. Exactly. And it sounds like that's what you help them do. Precisely. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. So awesome. So we're, we're about, wow. Time has flown here. I can't believe it. <laughs> wow. Um, this is such good information, such rich information. I, I so appreciate you sharing your story and, and how you got to where you are. And I think a lot of people can identify with that. And um, I'd like to ask you, what, what would be the one takeaway that you'd like to give to our audiences today? The one takeaway is, I know we talked a lot about, it's more so my business journey, so to speak. And so I'll say the one takeaway is that, you know, you may be looking at everyone online and maybe you're seeing them on the Jets or the mansions or whatever it is you're seeing online. And maybe you're saying, oh, I'm not there yet, or I need to get there tomorrow. <laughs> um, and if I don't, then I'm a failure. And you know, what you need to remember is that what you're looking at is version 7.0 version 10.0, right? Chances are you're not looking at version 1.0, right? You were around when they were version 1.0 because they hadn't reached you yet because they were still trying to get to version 2.0. Mm. And so being mindful of, you know, whatever version you're at, entrepreneurship is a marathon, right? It is a journey. And it's all about understanding what is the path that you need to be on for your goals and your business. But at the same time, for your wellness as well, right? And enjoying the process and enjoying the journey along the way is the best way to make the journey the best that it can be. Because Absolutely. being stressed in business is not fun. It doesn't help you as a CEO, as a decision maker. It just doesn't. Right. You know, or Absolutely. Stress, doesn't help. Fantastic. Yeah. And for, for our listeners who want more of Vanessa, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, yes. Well, I do offer a masterclass on a two, some Tuesday, so I offer a master class called How to Grow Your Purpose Driven Business Without Burnout, Too Deprivation or Overwhelm. And then through that master class, I go through my 13-step framework called the Hustle and Breathe Framework, where I use that to help my clients grow from struggle to growth from the bad busy to good busy and productive, you know, from running around confused and stressed to actually having clarity and freedom. So I go through and walk through my 13-step Hustle and Breathe Framework in that two-hour master class. Um, and so uh, people can go and check me out there, yourbizsurvival.com. And if you already just want to, you want to connect quickly, if you're just like, okay, I'm not ready to learn about a framework first. I'm still doing some other things. 
totally understand. You're welcome to reach out to me via LinkedIn and Facebook. Send me a connect request. Let me know that you saw me on Joe's podcast uh, and feel free to send me a message. That's super. We'll have all that information in the show notes. Very good. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for being on the show, Vanessa. Appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your time. Happy to be here. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel. Never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.